Hello, welcome to Open Book in History. A weekly podcast that offers a space to discuss life events and the power of the books that will enable us to open up our minds and inspire the future. I'm your host, Omar, and this is your co-host, Elisa. Consoreni Shimne is a, a survivor of the 1994 genocide against Tutsi in Rwanda. Uh, she lived uh, through the horrors uh, of that genocide at the age of 14. Consore suffered insurmountable physical and emotional torture for three months, hiding from press to press and to very capture and sudden death. In the end, she miraculously survived with her mother and young sister, but her father and the three young brothers were savagely murdered. She is the author of her book, Tested to the Limit, a genocide survivor story of pain, resilience, and hope. She is also a committed speaker on the genocide, a defender of global women's rights, and an advocate for other genocide survivors. She now lives in New York. Konsereni Shime, thank you for accepting to talk to us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's really an honor to join your your platform and uh, and I'm really um, happy and excited to have this conversation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what today's podcast aims to understand how someone finds a strength to see positive sides of life after going through extreme cruelty such as genocide and many life challenges. Uh, now uh, my co-host Elisa is going to ask you uh, the first question. So you are a survivor of the genocide, an author, and a motivational speaker. How do you combine these three roles in your life? Oh, thank you so much for the question. So um, I think for me, when I, um, I decided to share my story, um, I realized actually it took me to a journey to um to become a speaker and tell people what what happened so but i never thought um Mm -hmm. i was going to you know be able to continue speaking and about what happened but i realized it was very important for uh for the people in the world to learn what happened i wouldn't say i am a very good speaker but i think using uh my story and and I, i think it's important for the world to know um and i use that platform to um to make sure my voice is heard and many others as well so and Mm -hmm. it's my duty like any other survivor like yourself omar to Mm -hmm. tell stories no one else can tell our stories so and and encourage each other so encouraging other fellow survivors also to tell their stories and 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 there and i think through storytelling uh you learn a lot so and there's a power in storytelling and so that's why i use you know the platform of uh becoming a speaker so that i can have my message heard (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah maybe uh, before asking any other question you say Mm -hmm. uh my 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 colleague says uh, your motivational speaker an author um how do you find that law how do you I mean how do you entertain that law of motivating the others at the same time mm-hmm. uh, sharing uh, a painful story of surviving yeah. the genocide yeah um, thank you for the question so uh, anybody who will learn about a survivor story or any anybody else who gone through any painful experience in their lives um, and someone will think, how would you be able to um, to motivate people since you've been through a painful experience in your life? So for me, um, I've been I I had to go through that pain mm-hmm. within myself to share, of course, um, to go you know deep within myself to share that painful story. But at the same time, through you know telling the story, um, I've been able to begin the journey of healing so and I feel like despite the fact I went through painful experience but there's also hope there's Mm -hmm. a possibility there's a possibility that you can become happier and be uh, able to uh, enjoy life 
the rest of the life you have on earth. So I felt like it was important for me to also share, even though I share the part of the, the part where I've been through painful experience, but at the same time, I felt like I needed also to share the part where I'm able to uh, see a bright, you know, a bright future or even mm -hmm. see, be able to see life is still worth it, worth living and I can be happy. But mm -hmm. of course, I had to go through, uh, you know, I had to show where the way I was able to get where I am now. So, and it's important to, uh, to remind people, despite all, all you've been through, but there's a possibility that you can see after darkness, you can see light. You are able to, you can be able to enjoy life again. So, but it's a, it's a journey. There is a journey to yeah. get there. So I wanted to be able to share that also. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for sharing uh, mm -hmm. that very wonderful, positive side of the story mm -hmm. of, of life, still of life, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, it's not it's not easy to survive a genocide and remind yourself, you know, remember right. everything mm -hmm. uh, that you went through, and at the same time, still talking about in a positive way about life. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I, and at the same time, I really, really um, I know how hard it is for many of us, and many survivors. Mm -hmm. um, and who are even still struggling with the pain. So, and not everybody probably is able to get where I am. I feel like it's my also my duty uh, to be part of someone else's healing. So, and mm -hmm. uh, being able to see a positive side, despite all they've been through, at least, you know, they can see there's, all, there's also, um, you can see life in a positive way and be able to think positively about yourself despite the fact that you've been through uh, the painful experience in your life and and be able to start a, a journey of healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuck out to me is earlier you mentioned that um, talking about your story was kind of difficult, um, but is it true that the more you um, speak about your hardships, the more confident you become? Yeah, um, in the early times when I started sharing my story, uh, it was uh, it was painful. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't very easy. I would say it was very very hard for me to allow myself to be vulnerable to share the story because um, I wasn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, I would say I I don't think I'm the strongest person <laughs> than anybody else. It just that I, I really had to force myself to um, be vulnerable. And then I realized, wow, uh, what I have been carrying, it's starting mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to, to come out of my shoulder. My, I, you know, the load was lifted on my shoulder. So mm -hmm. I started feeling the relief within myself. And I realized, wow, you know, the more I, 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 I kept... Uh, you know, speaking about it, the more I allowed myself to be vulnerable, the more I started, I felt really relieved, gradually feeling relieved. Mm -hmm. So now I feel more lighter. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then my story, I'm not, I feel like, well, I've been through what I've been through, but what happened to, I'm not what happened to me. So, um, yeah. and now that's how I, I look at life. I look at myself. So of course, I started changing the mindset of how I look at myself now. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it reminds me when, sorry, mm -hmm. it reminds me when uh, I, I told someone, mm -hmm. we, we, we discussed about my book that after writing uh, mm -hmm. on genocide, I mm -hmm. felt that it's a burden that I was putting down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did yeah, you feel I would imagine. I would imagine because this is not an easy um, thing to do, but when you allow yourself to do it, you feel like, wow, now I'm relieved because not everybody really uh, becomes really um, uh, comfortable. I, I don't think it's very easy for anybody. It's not easy for anybody, but when you get there, definitely you are doing a good service for yourself, even though you are teaching people about what happened, but you are doing great service to yourself too. 
Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, so with your book called tested to the limit, mm -hmm. um, did you feel like you're able to, um, kind of help get that weight lifted off your shoulders? And would you like to tell us a little bit more about your book and the title and how you came up with that? Oh, thank you. Um, when I, uh, you know, the, maybe I will explain a little bit of the journey of writing. And which was really different probably from anybody who wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to write a book. That was not the case for me. So um, I remember when I started um, going to, to therapy uh, because my actually journey started from therapy <laughs> and oh. also sharing with people uh, what, you know, what I, what I went through, just gradually sharing a little bit with my, my therapist, my doctor, you know, was helping me. And, and gradually I started juggling everything, writing in my journals, every pain I was carrying within myself. So because I used to like writing every day, you know, I, Omar knows in Rwanda because we like to write in our notebooks a lot. So mm -hmm. I, I guess for me, it was easier for me to write in my journals. In my, I, I still have them. So I kept writing, writing things I was carrying in my mind, my heart. So, and then later on, someone told me, I said, well, you can write your story because you're, you are, you know, what have you been through? Because gradually for me, it wasn't easy for me right away to even like uh, verbalize every pain I went through. It mm -hmm. wasn't easy for me to do that. The only easier, the, the easiest way for me was to journal the pain and then gradually I was, you know, through also therapies and I was able to, to become vulnerable, to be able to, to uh, allow myself to get to the process of, of also writing a book. So, and the book just came because um, I had a conversation with, you know, uh, friends and other people I've heard a little, a little bit, a little part of my story. And they say, you can share, you can write a book. So, and also I've seen, uh, my cousin who published her memoir so and other people too other you know many other other few people have written their stories mm -hmm. I said maybe uh, and then uh, and then for me I realized wow there's also a part of my story that was hard to share and which mm -hmm. is which is sexual assault and rape so I was thinking in my mind that's that was a struggle for me so how would I be able to share that part it was it was so painful to allow myself to go there. So, but when I I, I decided, I said, well, now I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I opened slightly opened the door for that, and then I realized, wow, you know, gradually when I opened the door to be able to share that part of the story, I I I allow you know I took um, I would say it was kind of like a risk, but it, it was just trusting. I trusted without even knowing how I will feel afterwards. So I trusted in the process. I say, well, let me allow myself and see what, ha what will happen. So, and, and what I say will happen is how I will feel afterwards because I wasn't necessarily thinking much of who, you know, the, you know yet who is going to read the story. So I was thinking how I was going to feel afterwards. So, and, um, and then I, uh, Gradually, someone helped me. I shared and slowly what I had in my journals and, and that part of the story, I, 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 I shared it and I felt, wow, I wrote it, allowed it to be in the book. So, and I was like, there are so many people like myself, so many women and young girls like myself who are, are going to see that story of mine and be strong enough to say this. This person shared her story. Uh, I can myself share my mm -hmm. story. So I know it's hard, but um, I, I felt I had a conversation with myself that I'm not doing that for myself. I'm doing that for many, you know, women and girls who went through similar experiences like mine. So, and and when I, I, I came up, you know, I decided to have a book having a title wasn't very easy, but the person who was, you know, editor who was writing uh, together with me, mm -hmm. we kept thinking a lot of titles. And then, 
And then he came up with that, you know, title. He said, you've been through so much. You've been tested. So, mm. wow, that's how we came up with the title. So, wow, tested it to the limit. It, it, it felt comfortable with me. I felt like, yeah, many people can relate to the title. So that's mm -hmm. how I, I decided to, to have that title. So that's how I came up with the title. So. I love and then that. the story was out. So and this, the story came out and then gradually I was healing together with my story, you know, being read by other people. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for sharing again uh, that part mm -hmm. of the story, but also part of your book. Thank uh, you. Uh, you. You 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 talk about sexual assault in the lab. Uh, how you experienced during the genocide. It's a very painful story, you know, very traumatic. Um, mm -hmm. Have you, have you, because you say that one of the reasons you share that is for other women and girls. Mm -hmm. uh, have you met, after you wrote your book, have you met other people who've, who have experienced that? Or what can you also tell other people who have never made the steps like you and and and, and talk about uh, such a horror thing yeah um when after sh i shared my story i was able to connect with um fellow survivors some of whom have also afterwards you know told their story uh there's um there's one of them actually um she wrote a book about her her experience it came out a few years about two years ago i think or two two years ago she lives in the u.s now she shared also how she was raped and sexual assaulted and she was a little bit younger than me mm -hmm. and and uh there were also other uh women i spoke to um some of them who are who have been able to to, to share their their stories publicly not necessarily going in details of what happened but uh, they were able to share um, with um, w w in where they went to testify in the court of those mm -hmm. people who have, um, you know, raped them during the genocide. So, but there are not many, there are a few, but there are others also who shared with me privately who are not mm -hmm. ready yet to share. So, and, uh, and so many of them who shared with me privately are, are still going through the journey of, being you know accepting to start that journey of sharing but i always tell them that it, it's not necessary that you can write your story but you have to, to trust somebody to help you you know be able to start your your healing journey so you're talking about uh, how you talk to, to other to other women uh, there is a, a where you mentioned those who are writing books maybe to continue or some, um, because I'm also working with uh, a, a woman called Emilien who's also helping women mm. uh, who are left during the genocide. Uh, there are some who talks about a safe space. Um, and you, you went ahead and then put the story in the book. Mm -hmm. How do you reconcile both, um, both reality of, uh, of the same hollow, which is uh, sexual assault? during the genocide against Tutsi Yeah, uh, thank you for mentioning um, her work, um, Emilienne, that's Emilienne, right? Uh, what mm -hmm. she's been doing with uh, um, other fellow survivors. We are following up where you mentioned the sexual assault, which mm -hmm. is the painful experience that you went through during the genocide. Mm -hmm. Yourself for that. but. Uh, having the courage of uh, speaking out and sharing your story. This is part of the story in the book. Um, it's a courage that not so many women who experience that uh, that hollow during the genocide against Tutsi in Rwanda, mm -hmm. get, you know, get courage or be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we are saying that uh, uh, some people in Rwanda who are going through the groups, uh, they mm -hmm. prefer to share the story in mm -hmm. a safe space. Right. While uh, you took a step of sharing a story in the book, I mean, the mm -hmm. sexual assault part of the lab, mm -hmm. uh, how do you reconcile both reality uh, about this uh, crime 
which is very horrible and very painful that took place during the genocide against Tutsi on women specifically. Yeah. Um, like you said, um, it's not very easy. You have to be courageous enough to be able to share the painful experience. And um, I think uh, you need also to have a safe space uh, to be able to, uh, to feel uh, strong enough to be able to share uh, your painful past and and because you still you're still going through the trauma and the consequences, so I think it's um, it's important also to to have uh, people who are with you. And for me, because the reason why I was able to even have the the, the strength and the courage is to the people who have been around me and helped me through that journey. So, and these women also. Uh, having someone to bring them together whenever mm -hmm. they are, I think it's it's important because when you see you are with somebody who shares same experience with you, it's safe for you. You feel like someone is listening to you, and and you are safe because you are not alone. And mm -hmm. I think that's why um, it's important also to have uh, the the support group where women can come together. Because not everybody can go through similar experience I, I, I went through. Um, and I think it's also important some people to, to be together so that they can feel comforted. You know, they can comfort each other. They can have people who, um, therapists and counselors who can come where they are together so they can hold each other's hands and cry together and be and feel safe that, um, you know, they, they are not alone. So for me, I think, um, especially when you are in Rwanda, it's much better in that, you know, in that having a space like that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not the same like me because in Rwanda, it's not easy also to, uh, to do it alone. <laughs> and, you know, I even find a counselor alone and just share a story alone. I think yeah. it's 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 really safe to have other people around you who share same experience like you, um, but for me, uh, because the reason why I was able to do it because I went through therapy, I've had like, you know, doctors. Because for me, um, the consequences of the genocide really are really too uh, heavy to carry within yourself. So, and not only that. You live with a trauma. Many of them live with HIV, like myself. Uh, you know, I live with HIV. And many others have kids from rape. Every time you are reminded what happened to you, there are so many things you talk among yourselves that you not be able to share with anybody else. So who can mm -hmm. understand? Because sometimes it's not easy to verbalize and express the pain or what you, you have seen. So it's important to have that uh, safe space so that you can uh, share however you want to share. People are different the way they share the story. And also cry. You need a space to cry. And there are so many women who never cried even before. You need to have a place where you can cry and feel like somebody cares about your tears and allowing you to, allowing you to be free. And, um, and, and for me, I think both um, it's really important and um, and it depends of where you are. So, and mm -hmm. uh, and, and for me, really, I think um, anywhere it depends of where you are. So you, sh you, that's how it can work for you. But for me, if I probably I was in Rwanda, I would prefer being with other women like myself who share similar experience. So we can be together and you know heal together. So, but because I'm here, so the path took me to a different, you know. Uh, journey of uh, of sharing my story and i think uh i feel like it's it's uh both important um uh to all of us <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you for that um so how long have you been in the united states and new york specifically um i would say uh 18 years okay but but for me uh the journey of sharing my story started you know, very late. <laughs> uh, it took me many, many years. Uh, I probably didn't, you know, share before, you know, when mm -hmm. I came here in my mind, I was thinking maybe that part of what I've been through, maybe it's going to stay behind me. 
but I never, I, I, I didn't think that you can't leave anything, you go with it. It, it lives with you, it goes with you, whatever you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, in the beginning, that's what I thought when I arrived here. So, but, uh, but that was not the case. Of course, the consequences were too great to bear. So, and I had to face <laughs> everything. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I understand that 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 was not easy. And 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 yeah. and uh, after sharing that story, uh, after writing the book, did you felt this relieved? Uh, you know, because you've shared that, or you you still find a reason? You still find emotional? I mean, psychological reason why, like that, right. push you to share the same story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. In after sharing my story, uh, mm-hmm. the first thing that I felt was relief. But of course, I was still going through the journey of healing. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing, it helped me to cry more uh, than I used to before. Uh, every time, even people see me, you know, different places. Whenever I share my story, I cry. Uh, many times I cry, not all the time, but I cry many times, not because I am, you know, I feel the, the heaviness I used to feel before, uh, because I, 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 I feel like um, I'm relieved and I, and I feel like I have permission to now to, you know, to let tears, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> come mm-hmm. and, and at the same time, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting the chance also to um, to heal, you know, to get the healing better. So I, I'm still healing and I'm grateful where I am. So um, I have really, you know, uh, loved life, you know, every time, every year, I feel like there's a huge um, improvement in my healing. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more um, happier. I, I feel happier each time. And I feel like I am loving life. I've never thought I would. <laughs> I discover you know, a lot of things about me, I've never thought I was going to, um, you know, to, uh, to fear again. Um, and it shows me that um, it's important to, uh, to allow yourself to share, even, even if you don't know the outcome, but it's always important to uh, let uh, whatever you have inside of you to come out so that you can feel uh, the joy again in your heart. So, and I think life becomes becomes better, and um, and then you you are able to even appreciate small things in life again. And and I feel like um, whatever time I still have on earth, and at least I want to be able to to have the joy again in my life. Uh, but of course, the pain and the suffering. And all the things I've been through are, are part of me, so they are not going anywhere. But, but at least I, I made a, a room inside of me to, uh, to feel the joy and to feel the, the, the peace, inner peace. To feel that um, uh, I can, I, I can enjoy life. I can enjoy life like anybody else. And, uh, but at the same time, my story uh, is there. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so other than being a motivational speaker, what else um, brings joy to your life? Um, you know, it's so incredible. I am, you know, a person who don't take myself too serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I love, I love, love life. I love to be, uh, you know, to I enjoy things. I, I love music. Music is healing for me, mm-hmm. and I also love, um, you know, motivational people who tell you life. You know, who uplift you. You know, I like to read. Um, you know, some of the uplifting books and you know, amazing, uh, inspirational podcasts like yes. <laughs> like like yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now yours. Um, and now I uh, and also enjoy listening things that really makes me feel um, that uh, you know, and also listen to people who stories of people who have been able to overcome, uh, you know, painful experience, but they were able to uh, to to make a new life again. So I love those inspirational stories because 
I learned something before when I couldn't listen to any painful story, but now I know if I listen to a story, I learned something also. I learned how to appreciate life more better from mm -hmm. somebody else's story. So, and I, I find that, you know, I, I love dancing. I love music. <laughs> <laughs> and I love people. I love to socialize. Unfortunately, I can't socialize much as I used to before because of COVID. But yeah. I have hope. I have hope that, um, you know, things will change and then I will do it again. So I, I, I enjoy small things for me. And living in New York City, there are so many things to do. Uh, so many great things there are a lot of things and for me New York City is not too much for me because it's it's easy I love it because I can so I can see a lot of things I can choose mm -hmm. whatever I want so and I I know what to choose now I know that not everything is good for you I choose what I feel it's good for me so mm -hmm. and in my heart and my well-being so oh. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, uh, you you can feel you someone can feel hope. Uh, is, of course, you mentioned also joy and the positive part of life. Yeah, oh, but again, you. yeah, but again, in your book, um, in the title, you say you called it a genocide survivor story mm -hmm. of pain, resilience, and the hope. Mm -hmm. How do you find that describe your book? Um, how, can you? Uh, because you question? talk about yeah. pain, pain, uh -huh. and pain, resilience, and the uh -huh. hope. Yeah, they are they are three different um, categories of you know right. words. But then how uh -huh. how do you find them describe your book? What do you meant when you put this in, in your title? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I in the book because uh, pain, of course, I had to describe the the pain I've been through, uh, the the sufferings and uh, of me being in the genocide and also the consequences, and also I had also to show the resilience of this young person who uh, a fourteen year old girl who went through the pain of, of hiding during the genocide, losing people she loved the most and being sexually and raped during the genocide. Um, and as a result, she is living with HIV and then also showing the resilience of, of, the, of her life, you know, of becoming also an adult through the pain and the suffering she's been through, but she was able to be resilient through that journey and 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 be able to uh to never give up on life and and then also having hope in life and 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 be able to um allow herself to now be able in her adult life you know because she never gave up and now she was able to to share her, her story and how she uh is able to have hope in life and and be able to find joy despite all the things she endured, even though she lives with the consequences like HIV. Oh, it's something that reminds me every day of what I've been through. So, and that, um, and be able to not see that, you know, I'm not, you know, being HIV positive, of course, itself is not easy, but uh, for me to find joy despite the fact that I'm living with the HIV. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I, medicine is not a threat to me anymore. So I find a way to see medicine as, as, um, as vitamin to me. <laughs> That's how I change. <laughs> so I have to change my mindset. Now, you know, medication is like vitamin to me. So the, I, I realize that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I, somebody say that. So, and for me, changing my mindset of how I look at myself gradually through that journey. Also, of course, um, you know, through the journey of sharing my story. Uh, and I felt like, you know, uh, it was important to, to have those three, you know, words, uh, pain, resilience, and hope as a subtitle of my book. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, 
you you your book had too many chapters but mm -hmm. uh, while you are sharing that the subtitle mm -hmm. of your book when you are sharing about mm -hmm. how you see life how you see medicine um it, it shows you some of the titles or chapters you mentioned in your book. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, chapter nine, where you mentioned the pillars of strength. Mm. Um, do you want to share more about those pillars of strength and con in connecting to this wonderful description of your subtitle? Yeah, thank you for um, actually asking me on that um, chapter. Pillar okay. of strength, um, I felt like it was important to um, to give it that title because of what I, I wrote in the chapter. Um, in the chapter, I felt, I, I, you know, you can see I, I shared a lot about my mom, uh, how my mom was one of the, became, um, I, I would say a shiro, I call her shiro throughout you know, the pain, the old deals we, 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 we were enduring at that time. And being uh, a, 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 a woman who um, had to see, uh, you know, to see her kids being murdered, you know, her kids taken away from her being murdered and, and then see, you know, her daughter, what her daughter had endured also. I felt like um, it was important for me to give it that title. Uh, my mom is, uh, you know, a pillow of our strength. My mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, she she went through, I can't imagine, even myself thinking about her. When I was writing, I was thinking much about her also because she, she what she had to, you know, as a parent, as a mom, to see, uh, even though she was uh, also going through the, the, the pain, her, her pain was more about to see what her, you know, the, the kids she gave birth, uh, many of them, you know, of them being taken from her and being murdered. And her husband, of course, who was murdered earlier. And also um, me, what happened to me as, you know, I can't imagine if I was in her shoes, what, what I would do. So I thought very much about many women who went through similar experience like her, who are widows, who lost their entire families, their kids. So I thought very much about them. So I, that's why I gave it that title so that I can, you know, like any woman, any widow who can read that chapter can, can, it's, it's them. So you can see, <laughs> They can see mm -hmm. themselves in my mom. So, and I'm sure, you know, um, hopefully uh, whoever is going to read it can maybe find um, strength and comfort from my mom's resilience and, and strength and love. And yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I really like is how you talk about your mom. Yeah. And it just shows you um, the type of woman that she raised. And so we are so thankful to have you on our podcast today and to um, kind of shine that light that she she had as well. So um, thank she... you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's an amazing woman. So thank you. I love her. I love that. her. I always <laughs> I always tell her that you are um, you know, I wish I can write only you, you in the book because you inspire me. You will inspire many other people too. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, kind of last last questions about the book itself. Uh, there is where you mentioned um, uh, sheltered by Muslims. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought about, you know, when I and Elsa was uh, preparing this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. we, we thought about asking you about your region because mm -hmm. there are some people who think that religion mm -hmm. I mean people have a different different uh, thought on religion but of mm -hmm. course uh, how do you find it religion faith and life mm -hmm. um, you know as someone who experienced the genocide did you mm -hmm. find it helpful did you find because some people would find say I pray God and that's where I find my resilience, my healing. Others mm -hmm. would say, no, God, God 
was away with during the genocide. I don't want to hear those stories. Right. So yeah, as mm -hmm. someone who mentioned something related to religion uh, mm -hmm. in your book, um, mm -hmm. would you like to talk more about it then? Yeah, thank you for asking me uh, that. Um, like you said before, I mentioned um, you know about the Muslims. So um, you know, as a Christian person, I felt like it was important to also mention, you know, to also give a title like that in the Muslim community, how somebody who never shared um, a faith uh, was able to be kind. It, and for me, to me, it wasn't about, um, you know, to show that we, it doesn't matter whether you have a similar faith or not. So it's, 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 you can be kind, whatever faith you have. So, mm -hmm. but of course, for me, I respect any faith. Um, and faith, um, you know, for, I feel like faith also is important in, 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 in my life. And, and I also have, um, I also respect people who, who believe in anything else. So people have right to believe what they want to believe. So, and as long as you are, um, you, you are, um, kind and, and respectful and, and, and love. You have love in your heart. So, but personally, faith is important for me. As a Christian woman, I feel like uh, faith really plays a role in, in, in my, in my well-being. But I would never um, force or, or feel uncomfortable with anybody else's faith. So I, I feel like it's, it's important to have an open mind to uh, because all faiths really you learn from each other so you learn from each other there are so many great things you can you, you can you can get from any other faith but uh, as long as you are it, it comes from uh, from uh, a place of love so and um, but I wouldn't consider myself as a person who can preach about religion <laughs> no mm -hmm. no nah, I'm not that person so, but I'll say, I, I would say that faith to me uh, personally helps me and it has helped me. And I feel like uh, it's part of also of my, uh, my well-being. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that perspective. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Lisa, do you want to say something about I just think you hit the nail on the head. Like that is my feeling too is like just believe in something like believe right. in good and believe you know everybody has agency to choose so mm -hmm. you just said that so perfectly and I really admire that oh thank yeah. you thank you yeah uh when you are in the UN uh, at the UN headquarters uh, during mm -hmm. uh, the reflection on uh, on genocide against Tutsi at the international day on the 7th April right uh that is where you mention uh, uh, you say that losing hope uh, is a, is a big, is the beginning of self destruction. Oh, okay. uh, would you like to explain more? It was a very interesting quote. I've seen it somewhere, but then I was oh. like, would you like to talk about <laughs> it more? Yeah, I actually that's my uh, my my I would say my mantra quote, my my uh, my words I live with. I always, mm -hmm. I felt like it was important for me to share those words. Uh, maybe I would probably repeat it. Um, uh, it's called, um, no matter what horrible circumstances you may face in your life, never lose hope. For losing hope is the beginning of your own self-defeat. So for me, when I felt, I, I was thinking in my, in my life, what, how, you know, I was what will describe a, uh, more of how I, I see life. I felt like I can put them in the words like that. So um, I felt like it was important for me to share um, how, how, you know, in, in, in a court, how I see life and for me what, what I live with. So I felt like it was important to share it so that it can help other people. So that's why I always love to, to share that court. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, it is very, very. 
I is a very important, uh, very great motivating also at the same time. Quote. Oh, thank you, thank you. I I also really learn a lot from different you know people who share. Every person has their own, uh, you know, mantra. So, and I think I all, always learn from other uh, inspirational people too. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So today's world is facing different. Um, different traumatic issues. Mm -hmm. um, there are survivors who've experienced uh, the genocide, mm. uh, traumatic experience. There are people who who are having different addictions experience. Mm -hmm. Some lose their families. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we also see different people in different communities. Uh, who have uh, family relationship issues, like difficulties, right. and many other life challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you, like, is it kind of uh, life tips or message, whatever you want, uh, for those kind of people who will hear our podcast? Mm. What do you have for them? Uh, what do you want them to hear uh, that, you know, can uplift them from where they are? to take at a positive side of life right um thank you for asking me that and um, it made me think um because in this life we live everybody goes through something and um and we go through and the pain is, is you know goes in the same place inside of you so and it affects people in a very um uh traumatic way and there could be somebody who is going to listen to this conversation maybe who's going through uh, a painful um, experience right now and uh, as you mentioned also uh, you know I just remember that I hear a lot of stories of people who commit suicide because they can't take it anymore so and mm -hmm. because the pain is too great to bear so I'm sure um, there is a, someone who, and for someone who is going to listen, um, I encourage that person uh, to never give up on life. Never give up. Uh, I know it's hard for you to, to, to live on a daily basis thinking about what you're going through or what you've been through because of how um, it affected your life. And, and I think for me, I suggest that you uh, find the person who uh, you trust to share your painful experience and uh, mm -hmm. so that you can, um, you can save your life because your life matters and for you to be alive is important. So, and you are not a mistake to be here and know that you are important to somebody and there will be someone who will love to meet you, to know you and and because you, you you are not you are not a mistake to be here. There's a reason why you're here on earth, and and I just cherish that. Know that you are you matter to some. You matter. It doesn't matter what the person tells you, but you matter. Just remind yourself every day that you are important, and also uh, reach out to someone you trust and 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 ask for help. And asking help is not a weakness. And asking help is 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 um is is a way of saving your life and be able to to find a joy again and be able to live a healthy life again. So and don't give up. Just hold on to hope. And after darkness, you can see light. Just mm -hmm. trust uh trust the process. Allow yourself to open that door uh to getting better. Again, in your life, and feel happier and content, content about about life again. So, just love yourself. Remind yourself that you 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 matter, and you are important. So, and we love you, and every, you know you you deserve to feel the joy and happiness like anyone else. So, that's what I can mm -hmm. share. <laughs> Oh, that that's wonderful. Beyonce. Yeah, that that's beautiful. Thank I, you. <laughs> I, it's something that I constantly have to remind myself. So, 
I'm so glad I have it on recording. So Thank we you. appreciate you so much. I appreciate yeah. you all so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe before you go, mm -hmm. oh, uh, some people, there is where you say, along yourself to be weak, but also you, you kind of sound at the end that uh, be strong. Uh, how does that person, or are we, you as survivor, do you manage both? In a situation where you, you find yourself that you need to, to feel weak so that you can share your story, mm -hmm. or in a situation where you feel like I need to be strong, I need mm -hmm. to be confident. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time being weak, another, another time being strong, how, mm -hmm. how, how do you advise to balance both to survivors like you or but also to other people who are going through difficulties of life as you perfectly advise them yeah um i think um it's okay um it's okay sometimes um uh someone will be saying what do you um you know do you do you show the pain i think it's okay to not be um uh, to feel, to, 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 to show the, you know, to feel the way you feel. So the pain, in order for the pain uh, uh, to heal, uh, you, you, you don't need, you need it to, uh, to be vulnerable. So when you are vulnerable, of course, you go through the process of, 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 of showing so many things happen. So through that vulnerability. So and I think it's okay uh, to be um, to to feel the pain the way you feel it, not mm -hmm. not judging yourself the way you you feel, but also having a little door open to uh, to uh, to open that journey of, of healing. So that's when you to me I think to me when you are you are like that to me I feel like it's strength. Because mm -hmm. even if it might look like you are weak, but I think it's strength. So uh, to me, uh, that's a way of uh, also be becoming more stronger. Uh, but it's okay to feel the way you feel. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no, there's no right way to feel <laughs> to feel <laughs> the pain, and it's. I think it's 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 okay how you feel it, and you have the right to feel the way you feel. So uh, don't judge yourself. <laughs> Just allow the process, yeah, to begin, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, in mine and Omar's behalf, we want to thank you so much again for sharing your insight on our podcast. Thank you um, very much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, just to remind our listeners that uh, Open Book and History is a weekly podcast that offers a safe space to discuss, you know, life events and the uh, uh, try to inspire the future. Thank you very much, Consore, for 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 being our guest today. Uh, so we thank you very much. Thank you. And I really look forward to reading your book, uh, "Tested to the Limit: A Genocide Survivor Story of Pain, Resilience, and Hope." Thank you very much for having me. It was a uh, it was a joy and an honor to be part of uh, of your podcast. So, and have a wonderful. Uh, week. I <laughs> uh, yeah. hope I can see you in person soon. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm.